Hello everybody, my name is Kazumasa Nakamura, and today we are going to go over anime's evolution. Today on Evolution History, we are joined by... Nobody, because today I'm only alone, and today I get to share you everything on my own without any interruptions. So, grab some snacks and some drinks and enjoy the... Excuse me, you're missing someone. <sighs> Never mind, I'm not gonna share every information alone. Welcome back, George. Okay guys, so make sure you get some snacks and drinks. But also, make sure that you guys can still hear us. So let's start- no, that's my part. Don't say it. Let's start. Gosh dang it. By the end of this podcast, we will be answering a question, and that is... Was there a specific message that the people in Japan wanted people to see when more anime were to be published? This will be answered at the end of the podcast. Please be noted. Let us continue. It all started from these three people. Oten Shimokawa, Junji, Koichi, and Seitaro Kitayama. Oten and Junji were manga artists, while Seitaro was a painter. These three were the main people that started this anime. They were actually inspired by the story of war and decided to turn into anime. What really inspired them was the tragic of war, the fights, the destruction. It was almost like a roller coaster for them. And that's what it felt like when they were inspired by the story of war. And it was around about in 1917s, during the World War One, so their mind was pretty much correct, and so these three decide to use items like chalkboards and even paper to make the shows. Although they were not as long as how they were today. They were only about five minutes. George, you interrupted me. But I have nothing else to say. What else am I supposed to say? Uh, what you're supposed to say is nothing. Alright, I didn't want you to be on the spot. Oh, too bad. 
here again. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, as I was saying, these three went, these three went on, went on, and, um, made a, made a studio. You stumbled there. This is why I do it. You stumbled too. We're getting off track. Okay, so these three went off and made a studio. Their own studio. And as the studios were created, it erupted with money as more of the short anime shows were created. Soon, studios expanded. It all started from three, and it went from 100. Across Japan, everywhere. In Japan, the lands of Japan. This was a big legacy for those three. But remember, this was during a war. Something else hit them. Something that they were not prepared for. Anime was born during the war. But so does come destruction. that that ruined it all it was all that ruined it all bombs from the, from the sky crashing down exploding the studios the studios were now all lost dusted away exploded burned to the ground Screams rising from the air. People had to evacuate the areas. Because war took over and decided to ruin it all. Most of the people that worked at the studios decided to quit. Feeling there is no hope. No hope for the anime to rise again. But. Not all of them. Some people decide to move on. Keep going. And make the anime. They were back to square one. People gathered around. And decided once more to continue the legacies that the other three created back then. It was very hard for them because they had to start from scratch. 
nothing was the same. Nothing really was the same. Here we go, time skip. 1930s and 40s. More anime was created as technology evolved. Stories of war continued. Entertainment throughout the whole entire land of Japan. Momotaro, Umi no Shinpei. That was one of the anime. In English, it would be called Momotaro. Sacred Sailors. It was released in 1945. It was one of the biggest hits and made the studios explode in money. 1950s, there were even more anime published. One was called Hakuzeren, also known as The Tale of the White Serpent. Not only did the anime evolve, the graphics, the color, designs, entertainment, but also the time. They went from 5 to 78 minutes. It was a great jump for them. Soon television came into play. Once television, once television was on, anime spread like a disease. A disease that gave entertainment to those who were down. See, you stumbled right there. No, I did not. This was a huge hit for Japan. And as more went on, the studios grew. Soon they were able to get animation on the internet. And as the internet spread the anime, more anime fans. Came to life. Now, there was an anime called Astro Boy that was published as well. And this anime actually drew a person out of Japan. His name was Fred Ladd. He was a person that decided to. Air the anime on、M、and NBC to spread Japan's work. Unfortunately, Astro Boy was not the first anime to be published in the United States. See, you stumbled again. No, I did not. Stop. <sighs> the anime was called Shonen. Sarutobi Sasuke. And so this anime was taken. Not really taken, but was a gift to the United States from Fred Ladd. 
And there were others that also spread other anime from Japan. Those two were Carol Mackick and Sandy Frank. I bet you people will probably kill me for mispronouncing their names. But this is a podcast. My podcast. Our podcast. No, my podcast. <sighs> Then the whole world knew about the anime. Spread by man. Globally, but there, but some of the views became harsh. Some had different opinions on Japanese anime. This podcast is sponsored by Crunchyroll.com. Crunchyroll is a website where you can watch anime, and if you want to watch more anime, get premium. Don't worry, you can get premium for two weeks off for free. Again, this podcast is sponsored by Crunchyroll.com. Please make sure you check it out and let me know if you enjoy it. Now, there are some other websites for anime, but I, spe I specifically chose Crunchyroll because it decided to sponsor this podcast. And it's the only one that did. So, anyways, you choked on that one again. This is why I should do the ads or the sponsors. Oh my gosh. Anyway, check out Crunchyroll.com and let's continue. Anyone can have opinions, right? Well, yes, but not entirely. You see, when anime was spread throughout the world by one man, and I guess two more, soon those opinions became into hate. And then the hate became into racism? See, people said things like Japanimation. And since Japan, that word Japanimation turned into racism. And some people say that the anime was sexually explicit and cheap. This infuriated the Japanese people because it was their work. It was their hard work. And it came a long way just to be brought up 
into a misunderstanding, into a global racism society. Now, they didn't fight back with war or gunfights or knife face-offs. They used the power of anime. They used anime to prove them wrong. And the three that brought out anime to the rest of the world thought that these people who are saying that Japanese anime is cheap and sexually explicit was a wrong thing to say. They thought the anime was amazing. That this is Japanese work. They shouldn't be racist. They should be grateful for how they did. And so they also took in the enemy that Japan decided to fight with. And soon the world decided to change their own mind. They took back what they said and apologized. And they showed them, the Japanese people, their way of giving shows, their cartoons. Soon Japan came into an agreement and was also inspired by the artwork. The artwork of the Americans and the French. Their way of showing entertainment. Their way of animations. Soon this then turned into a great step for them. This was the evolution from what they were doing and building on from what they seen to the, Amer- to the Americans and the French work. The Japanese people fused them together into one and worked on more anime and publishing them. This was a real golden time a shining moment for the Japanese people and their anime legacy. You really, really, really choked up. I don't want to hear it. Fine, let me say something. Fine, because you don't want to shut up about it. Um... What was I going to say? Okay, guys, moving on. Let's continue. Wait, no, I wanted to say something. Ah, the golden age. This was a time where anime productions exploded into money. 
as you can tell by the golden age well it's the golden age it was considered the golden age for anime shows and studios and they decided actually to put in some sport anime now now the story wasn't really that popular obviously because it was something new to anime a new genre but then it soon came into interest the first sports anime was soccer anime and it actually inspired manga artists to write and publish soccer related anime or should I say manga books and another anime was published as most people should know Dragon Ball Z or just normal Dragon Ball and essentially they moved into action animes see soccer and Dragon Ball Z they both went into genre of action making it pretty exciting not only just entertaining now this was a huge jump for the Japanese people and this was literally another step actually more steps to like a global likable anime society although this was not all that happened during that time you see this golden age was in the 1980s but a few years later in 1991 something else happened and that the staircase that they were going up with sort of stopped they stopped rising This was another wall that they had to face. It was hitting rock bottom. You mean the WWE move from The Rock? No. Hitting rock bottom. Like, for example, the studios going down? Oh, what happened? We'll talk about that. Finally being productive, George. We will talk about that after this break.
This podcast is sponsored by another website, or should I say, an app. Our second. Wait. I don't think we should have a second sponsor. I don't think. Okay, guys. So this podcast is sponsored by Spotify. Now our first sponsor was Crunchyroll, but this time it's now again Spotify. Thank you, Spotify, for sponsoring this podcast. Now Spotify is a. It's Spotify. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. Fine, I'll let you do this time. Dang it! Okay, so Spotify is a website where you can listen to music, and there is no limited music. You don't have to pay to just listen to specific music. It's all free, and if you want it without any ads, unless you make a playlist. Well, playlists do have ads, but if you want adless, is that a word? I think so. Anyways, if you want it with no ads, you can get with Spotify Premium. Now, you can also get Spotify Premium for three months free. And if you want it just to continue, you will have to pay, but for a very low price. Again, check out Spotify in Google. Yeah, I guess. So check it out and let me know if you like it. You mean us? Let me know if you like it. Thank you, guys. Now, let's continue. Oh gosh. <sighs> yeah. Check out Spotify. dot com. Thank you for it for sponsoring this podcast. Our second sponsor, which we usually don't have. Hmm. The Crash, 1991. Japan's economy hit rock bottom, and so they were back to square one. Now the reason why they hit rock bottom was because budgets never went up, and so now. Apparently, they were cut back, and many anime films and OAV studios closed. Now, this is many studios, not all. So there is some. You stumbled. As I was saying. We're gonna say that there's still some remaining. That means there are still studios that could still publish anime, and so they kept going. And 
there were studios that kept on making shows, the animations. For example, Sailor Moon, or even Neon Genesis Evangelion, or however you pronounce it. Anyways, there are also some that you may not even have heard of, such as Cowboy Bebop, Tengoku no Tobira, also known as Knockin' on Heaven's Door. And so, these three animes actually carried on, and soon. People realize that the studios are still there. Anime still lives, and more anime fans were relieved. We're now heading on to our conclusion, and I guess our journey with anime's history has almost come to an end. We now get to answer that burning question from the start. Podcast has now come to a conclusion. Anime's evolution. What a journey! Now I shall conclude. Anime lives on, and that burning question: Was there a specific message that the people in Japan wanted people to see when more anime to be published? Now I ask myself actually this question, because usually when you read a book, you think there has to be a message when the author wrote this book, and so I thought the same way with anime, with anime's evolution. But it seems to be that wherever I search, whoever I ask, nobody really knows. Maybe you know. Maybe you can find out and tell the rest of the world. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying that there is no answer to this question. But what I think is that the certain message is that anime has come a long way. And that this is just another way to show entertainment, to put a smile on those faces, on the young ones, even some adults as well. And you know, I think the certain message is anime 
is for everyone. You know, it can be for anyone. Sure, there are people who don't really appreciate anime. But hey, give it a try. Come on. It went through hell back then. But anyway, I'm an anime lover too. And this podcast has now come to an end. And George, I'll give you a chance to say something. Really? Okay, well, it was a great journey. I didn't really get to say much, but I liked it. And I like anime too. I hope you guys give it a try too. Thank you very much. Well done. Well said. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you check out other episodes of mine, including George. Thank you very much, listeners. I am Kazumasa Nakamura, your host for History Evolution, or Evolution History. Which one was it again? I don't know. I don't know either. You may call it as it is. This was Anime Evolution. For this time. Join us on next time on History Evolution. Thank you. Stay safe. And keep evolving. Signing out.